In Pirush Rashi, in this week's parsha, we find something that seems very, very surprising. Rashi discusses the same idea twice, repeating part of his previous Pirush with all of this, those details. And not only that, but these are two psukim that are one right after the other. That is, in response to the complaints of the Bnei Yisroel, after that the bread that they had taken out of Mitzrayim was finished, and they say, if we would have only died in Mitzrayim when we were sitting at the pot of meat, when we were eating bread, being satisfied, the Pasuk says, Moshe and Aaron say to all of Bnei Yisroel, Erev in the evening, v'yedatim, you are going to know that Hashem took you out of the land of Mitzrayim. Uvoiker, and in the morning, or isem es Hashem, you will see the glory of Hashem. B'sham that he had heard your complaints against Hashem and so on. Says Rashi, this is what Moshe was telling them. That in the evening, v'yedatim, you will know that Hashem has the ability to give you all of your desires, and He will give you the meat. But it won't be with a ponemeiros, with a shining face, because you asked it in an inappropriate way, umikeres maleya, and from a full stomach, whereas the bread that you had asked, litzoyrech, because of a necessity, when it will come down in the morning, you will see the glory of Hashem, he will give it to you in a way of love. He'll give it to you in the morning when there's time to prepare it. He will also give it to you in a way where there is dew, both on top and underneath it, as if it's lying in a box. In the very next posik, the posik says, Vayoimer Moshe, Moshe says, when Hashem gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning He will give you bread to be satisfied, because Hashem has heard your complaints, that you're complaining against Him, and so on. Rashi asks, after first explaining the words, Bosor Lechoil, there it doesn't say to be satisfied, that the Torah is actually teaching us, that we're not supposed to be filling ourselves up to full satisfaction with meat. So after this, Rashi says, Umara, what did, what did Hashem see? to give them bread in the morning and meat in the evening. Rashi answers, because the bread they had asked for in an appropriate way, but the meat they had asked in an inappropriate way, and this is why he gave the meat in the time of a bother, because again it was in an inappropriate way. The question again is, this seems to be Rashi just repeating himself a second time, so what's going on over here? Now seemingly we would be able to say that the two Pirushim of Rashi are discussing two different things. The first thing, the first time Rashi is coming to answer why it is that by the giving of the bread, which is in the morning, the Torah uses the expression, Ure'isem, you will see. Whereas by the Bosor in the evening, the expression is V'yedatem and you will know. And this is what Rashi is coming to explain, that there is a difference in the way it was given. That is... The meat was given not not with Hashem's shining face. There wasn't this idea of seeing the glory of Hashem. And that's why it's not in a way of Ure'isem, it's only V'yedatem. Whereas the bread that's being given, in a way that is, Tiruis of you're seeing the glory of Hashem's face, that's in a way of love. So this is what's happening in the first Rashi. 
Then the second Rashi is coming to explain the reason for the times of giving, of giving, of why it is that Hashem gives the bread in the morning and the meat in the evening. And he explains that the bread that they had asked in an appropriate way, this is going to come in the morning because this is a good time, this is an appropriate time. Whereas the meat that they asked in a not an appropriate way, it's also going to come in a bothersome time. However, the Rebbe says this isn't enough of an answer. The reason for this is, in addition to the main point, that it still does not answer why it is that Rashi had to repeat all the details that he had already said in his first pirush. In other words, the fact that the bread they had asked in an appropriate way and the meat was in an inappropriate re- re- way of request. In addition to this, from the fact that Rashi says immediately in his first pirush, that the bread that you had asked for was letzoyrech, was something that you needed. And Rashi tells us, Hashem is going to give it to you in a way of love. He's going to give it to you in the morning when there's enough time to go ahead and prepare it. This tells us that already in the first Pirush, there's already a reason being given for why the bread is coming in the morning and the meat being given in the, in the evening. And it's not only because that Erev is hinting to the fact that there's not, not Hashem's bright and shiny face, rather as if it's a dark face, and the morning represents Hashem's shining face, but rather the very, very point that Rashi tells us in his next Rashi, that Boiker is a time, morning is a time when there is enough time to be able to prepare it, from which we can also derive that the point of giving meat in the evening because Hashem is not happy with the Yidin. He's also giving it to, to us in a time when there isn't really a lot of time to deal with it and to prepare it. So since even this difference between the meat and the bread, in other words, whether it's given to, being given to us in a convenient time or not a convenient time, was already included in the first Rashi, so we're back to square one to the question, why is it that Rashi needs to repeat this? Not only does he repeat it, but he's starting off the, the Rashi like with a question, why did Hashem seat it to give them bread in the morning and meat in the evening? As if it's a whole new question. That is, in other words, even if there's a reason, for some reason to repeat the general pirush, but to ask now, why is Hashem doing this? If he just explained this in the previous pasuk, says the Rebbe, there is also a number of differences and the yukim between and the differences between the two Rashi's. And the general question, of course, is going to be, what's the reason for these changes? And furthermore, at first glance, logically, it would seem that in some of these diyukim, some of these changes should have actually been, if anything, the other way around. Number one, since Rashi explains already in the first Rashi, that the ponim is that Hashem's shining face, by giving the bread, was in the fact that He's giving it to them in the morning when there's plenty of time to prepare it. So he should have seemingly told us the opposite also regarding the bosar, that that's going to be given, that it's not being given with a shining face. How is that? Because it's being given in the evening when it's a bothersome time. Why does this part of it, Rashi, leave out in the first Rashi and he only tells this part to us in the second Rashi? Question number two. Simply, the order, the way we usually do things is when you first say over something is you'll tell us all the necessary details. And when we repeat it, we'll just tell us, you'll, you'll say over the, just the brief summary of it. In this case, however, 
it seems like Rashi is actually doing the other way around. When Rashi is explaining the fact that the bread was asked in an appropriate way and the meat was asked in an, in an inappropriate way, Rashi does the other way around. That is, in the first Rashi, he just tells us very briefly that the bread you asked, something that is necessary, and the meat you asked in an unnecessary, in an inappropriate way, and a full stomach. It's only in the second Rashi where Rashi is explaining why, what we mean that the bread is appropriate and the meat not. And Rashi says, the bread was asked in an appropriate way because a person cannot manage without bread. The meat was asked in an inappropriate way because they had plenty of animals. And furthermore, they could manage without meat. So we see that Rashi is being more specific and detailed in the second Rashi. Question number three. In the first Rashi, Rashi first explains regarding the meat and then regarding the bread. And this is actually fitting with the order in the Pasuk. Where the Pasuk says, in the evening you will know. And then about the morning. Whereas in the second Rashi, Rashi changes around the order. Rashi says, and why is it that Hashem gave them the bread in the morning? And then he discusses in the meat in the evening. And also in his conclusion, he also says, because the bread they asked in an appropriate way. But the meat, they asked in an inappropriate way. Why does Rashi reverse the order? And especially that this is the opposite of the order within this very Pasuk itself. Where the Pasuk says when Hashem gives you in the evening meat to eat, and only then does it speak about the bread in the morning. Now, in addition to the fact that Rashi is more elaborating in the second Rashi than in the first, also in regards to the explanation about the meat, there's also certain differences in the wording of Rashi, and therefore in the implication. Number one, in the first Rashi, Rashi says, So you didn't ask it in an appropriate way? And from a full stomach. Now, Rashi does not explain why it was inappropriate. The fact that it was a full stomach seems to be an additional reason why it was no good. The Mepharshim, in fact, explained, what does Rashi mean that it was inappropriate? Rashi means that there was no need for it because they didn't need to have meat. As Rashi actually says clearly in the second Rashi. Then there's another point. Umikeris Malaya, the fact that there are a full stomach, Rashi means, again, like something he mentions in the next Rashi, the fact that they anyways have plenty of animals. So says the Rebbe, we need to understand. In the first Rashi, Rashi says, first, that it's inappropriate, this request, which as we explained means that they could have managed well without meat. And he says this first, before the fact, full stomach, which implies the idea that they had plenty of animals. In the second Rashi, he says in the other order. He first speaks about the fact that they had lots of animals. And then he says, and uh, as, as well as that they could have managed without meat. Another question. In the first Rashi, Rashi says, Umi keres as we said before, with a vav. In other words, that this, these are two equal reasons. They're both main reasons. The fact that they didn't need it at all, plus they have their own animals. Whereas in the second Rashi, Rashi says, Shahar they have lots of animals. The oid, and another reason, because they could have managed without meat which is emphasizing that that's like a secondary reason to the main reason. In other words, the main reason is that they had many animals, plus they could have managed without it. Another question. 
In the first Rashi, Rashi just says, umikeres meleya, doesn't explain how their stomachs will full. What does it mean a full stomach? Whereas in the second Rashi, Rashi actually explains that it means that they had lots of animals. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand all of these questions by first explaining a more general question within the few psukim. The Pasuk says, Vayoymer Moshe v'yarin, Moshe and Aaron say, Erev v'yidatem, in the evening you're going to know, and in the morning you're going to see, etc., as we mentioned before. And right away the next Pasuk it says, Vayoymer Moshe, Moshe says, Beseis Hashem lochem bo'erev bosor, when Hashem is going to give you meat um, to eat, in the evening, and bread in the morning, to be full, etc. The question is, why is this in the Torah, and the Chumash divided, into two separate statements? First, a general statement, Erev Yedatim, in the evening you will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, and in the morning you will see the glory of Hashem, etc. Without explaining how you're going to know and see this. And then comes a separate statement in the Pasuk specifying, that Hashem is going to give you in the evening the meat and in the morning the bread. Why didn't the Torah just put the two things together? That Hashem will give you in the evening the meat, you will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, and when He gives you the bread in the morning, you'll see the glory of Hashem. Now, even though we know that in many places, yes, we will give over something first in a general way and then discuss the details, but in our case, it's difficult to say so. Because in addition to the fact that in our case, we didn't even need the whole second statement. All we needed to do is add a few words within the first statement. But in addition to this, this does not answer why each one of these psukim have the second part of the pasuk identical almost the same words, that Hashem has heard your complaints, and what are we, Moshe and Aaron, that you should be complaining to us? This says already clearly in the previous Pasuk, so there's no need seemingly to repeat this. But in addition to all of this, from the fact that in the first statement it says, Vayoymer Moshe v'yarin, that Moshe and Aaron are both saying this, whereas in the second statement it just says, Vayoymer Moshe alone is saying this, it's quite obvious that these are two separate ideas, that the first statement is something that's connected both to Moshe and to Aaron, whereas the second is somehow only connected to Moshe, as we will now discuss. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is, that in the general complaint of the Yidin, for the fact that they have no more bread, there's really two things that Hashem is coming to deal with and is coming to respond to. Number one is regarding the physical needs of the Yidin. And Hashem is going to establish which things are really important. What do they really need? What do they not really need? And that we're going to see is the difference between the meat and the bread, as will be discussed. Then there's another point, generally. And that is that we need to somehow fix up the hanhaga, the conduct, the attitude of the Yidden regarding this whole thing. Because from the complaints of the Yidden, it's quite obvious that their spiritual state needs to have fixing up, needs to have rectification. And this is really the general difference between these two psukim, these two statements, and the two rashis. That is, in the first statement, Moshe and Aaron are giving over to the Yidden, how Hashem is going to be acting with them, what Hashem is going to be doing in order to help them fix up, to improve their conduct, their attitude. 
And this is connected to both Moshe and to Aaron, because to both of them, Hashem said, take the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, Al-Tzavoysam. Both of them have the job to guide the Yidden, to take them in the right path. That's the first statement. The second possible, the second statement is discussing how Hashem is going to be giving the Yidden all of their needs. In the evening, He's going to give them the meat to eat, and in the morning, the bread. And this is really connected mainly to just to Moshe. Because he being the Raya Yisrael that needs to be taking the care of the Yidden regarding their physical needs, like the nurse carrying the, the little baby, that's Moshe Rabbeinu's job, taking care of, carrying and taking care of the Gashmi's, the needs of the Yidden. And therefore, there's no, I, there's no point in mentioning Besides Hashem, that Hashem is going to give the meat in the evening and the bread in the morning, etc. In that first statement. Because over there we're not even speaking about the physical needs, what the Yidin are going to get. This is more a general hoirah and musar that Moshe and Aaron are giving over in the name of Hashem regarding the behavior of the Yidin. Now, within the complaints of the Yidin, says the Rebbe, we actually see two opposite things. On the one hand, the fact that they are complaining about the meat and the bread, and saying it in a way of complaint, clearly is showing a problem, clearly is showing something within their behavior that's not appropriate. On the other hand, it's also emphasized in their complaints, the fact that they're demanding from Hashem their needs, that they do believe in Hashem, that they believe Hashem is the one that could give them what they need, and He is the one that sustains everyone. He is the one that we could and should be asking and demanding our food from. Says the Rebbe, it's in accordance to these two points within their complaint, that now we have two parts within what Hashem is telling, through saying through Moshe and Aaron. In other words, there's two things that the Yidin are doing. One is completely wrong, the way that they're complaining. On the other hand, they are showing that they trust Hashem. So we have two things that Hashem is saying to them. Regarding to their complaint, Miyit and Musainu, we should have died in Mitzrayim. Why did you, Moshe and Aaron, take us out in the Midbar? So the Posik says, in the evening you're going to come to know that Hashem is the one that took you out of Mitzrayim. Hashem is going to negate their complaint and show them that He is the one that took them out of Mitzrayim. And He is the one that's taken them through the Midbar. As far as their complaint and their demand that Hashem should be sustaining them, which as we said, really means that they're placing their trust in Hashem, they believe in Hashem. For this, Hashem's conduct with them, is going to be, that yes, in the morning, you will be seeing the glory of Hashem. In fact, says the Rebbe, this will answer a question of why it is that the Pasuk says, that Hashem has heard your complaints, is coming in connection to these words of Uboiker Ure'isem Eskvayd Hashem, in the morning you're going to see the glory of Hashem. Because seemingly, the question is, if anything, Hashem hearing your complaining should be the opposite of Hashem wanting to show you His bright and shiny face. Says the Rebbe, but in truth, with these words, Moshe and Aaron are mainly trying to emphasize that Hashem is actually happy in hearing your demands. Hashem that heard your complaints, in other words, that's expressing your emunah, that Hashem is the one that sustains everyone, and Hashem is the one that should be providing your needs. And therefore, as a result of that, in the morning you will see the glory of Hashem. So that's all again in that first statement from Moshe and Aaron, 
But as we will soon see, the next passage that Moshe is speaking about the practical needs of bread and meat will be dealt separately. Says the Rebbe, now we can start understanding the two Rashis. And the, this is connected with the difference between these two general statements. Again, the difference between what Moshe and Aaron are dealing with the Ruchniistic state of the Yidden, and the second one, as we'll see, about Moshe dealing with the Gashmiistic needs of the Yidden. So in the first Rashi, regarding the first statement, Rashi is coming to explain the connection between what the Pasuk says, V'yedatem, you're going to know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. Or Isam, you're going to see the glory of Hashem. Which again, these are the two different ways that Hashem is going to show the Yidden. One in connection to the fact that they're complaining and acting inappropriately. The second one, more connected with their Amunah and Hashem. How this is connected, says Rashi, to the two ideas of Bosor and Lechem, of meat and bread. And that is why that in the evening specifically, you're going to know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. And that's going to be through the meat. And in the morning specifically, you're going to see the glory of Hashem through giving the bread. And that is, as the Rebbe explains, the complaints of the Yidden when they said, if we would have only died in the Mitzrayim and so on, which brought out Hashem's response, that you'll get to know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, this more specifically expressed itself, in other words, this non-belief of the Yidden, or this complaints of the Yidden more expressed itself in the fact that they're asking for meat, which is not even an appropriate request. And this is why they're going to get the meat in a way where Hashem isn't showing His shiny face. On the other hand, when they ask for bread, this is something that they need. In other words, this is something more connected to the second aspect, to their amunah that Hashem is the one that's supplying their needs. And therefore, when the bread is going to come down in the morning, they will see the glory of Hashem's face. Now, why does Rashi need to start explaining exactly how they see the glory of Hashem? Says the Rebbe, because since it's a chidush to say that the fulfillment of this request for bread, which is going to be the man, it's a big chidush to say that there's going to be b'panim eiris that Hashem is going to show you a smiley, happy face for this. Because generally, as we just said, it was really coming all in a way of a complaint. We're just explaining that really there's something hidden over here that they're putting their trust in Hashem. So therefore, Rashi needs to go on and explain and prove it and show how we see the love of Hashem there. And therefore he needs to specify, number one, the idea that in the morning there is time to make the bread. Number two, that there was dew, both on top and on the bottom. As opposed to the meat, where Rashi just says it's not in a smiling face and not with a happy face. We said before, Rashi doesn't explain how that is so. Rashi does not have to explain over here how it's expressed practically by the meat. Because in this passage, we're not really speaking so much about the actual giving of the meat itself. We're just trying to bring it out as a detail in the fact that Hashem was not happy with the Yidden. But there's no need to actually prove over here this point of exactly how it was given, not in a happy face. Whereas it, when it comes to the next Rashi, where it speaks about how Hashem is actually giving the needs of the Yidden, the bread and the meat... Here Rashi is actually trying to explain the difference as far as the needs of the Yidden are concerned, the difference between why the bread is in the morning and the meat is in, in the, is in the evening, and why that is relevant over here, that in other words, also according to the necessity of how much the Yidden really need these two things, there's also going to be a difference in how these needs were fulfilled. So Rashi explains to us that the bread that they had asked in an appropriate way, Hashem gives in the morning in a time when it's convenient, as we said before, to prepare it. 
the meat what that they had asked for in an inappropriate way. He gives it to them in a time that's inconvenient. Says that Eben, now we can understand very, very simply all the chilukei l'shoinis, all the differences, the changes that Rashi makes between one Rashi and the next. In the first Rashi, Rashi just simply says, regarding the meat, you asked it in an inappropriate way and from a full stomach. And the bread you asked, l'tzoyrech, for a need. Because here he's not coming so much to explain why these requests were needed or not needed. As we said, here is more dealing with the general idea of the request, that is, that the bread is something, an appropriate thing, because it's a necessity, it's an appropriate thing, and as we said before, really they're placing their trust in Hashem, they're saying Hashem is the one that can give them their needs, and therefore, as we said before, or Isam is Kvoid Hashem, they're going to get to see the glory of Hashem. The meat, on the other hand, is Shaloikoig, and it's inappropriate, it's with complaints, and a full stomach, because when a person has meat, when he has a full stomach and he's asking for meat, that itself shows what kind of lowly situation he's in, and therefore it brings to the fact that Hashem is not showing them a smiling face, a happy face. Whereas when it comes to the second Rashi, when he's coming to explain about the meat and the bread practically as far as the necessity of what they didn't need, and so here, when they ask for the bread, is an appropriate thing because as Rashi explains, it's impossible for a person to be without meat. This is something that they really need. Whereas the meat is something inappropriate because they had plenty of animals, there was no need to give them meat, something that they have already. And then Rashi adds another point. Besides for that, they, they don't even need meat at all. Even if they didn't have animals, this, this request is really an inappropriate request. Very different to bread, because meat is not a necessity. Meat is something that you can manage without. Says the Rebbe, the reason for the two types of what I, things that Hashem gave. In the meat, in the evening, Hashem giving the meat when it's a time, it's a more of a bothersome time, an inconvenient time. And the bread giving in the morning. This itself is emphasized in the continuation of the Pasuk that says, B'shmo ya Hashem Asher atem Hashem heard your complaints, that you are complaining against Him. That is, B'shmo ya Hashem means that the actual main idea of the request of the Yidin is really something that Hashem is listening to. He's accepting as we said before. In other words, Hashem is accepting the idea that the Yidin are turning to him and asking him for bread. And therefore, this is actually a reason why Hashem is going to give the bread in the morning. But then, Asher Atem the fact that you're complaining and even getting other people to complain against Hashem, that brings, which is expressing the inappropriate behavior of the Yidin, that's going to be the reason for Bo'er of that, and the meat you're going to, in the evening, you're going to get the meat, which is a bothersome and an inconvenient time. Says the Rebbe, now we'll also be able to understand why Rashi switches the order in the second Rashi, where he says, why did he give them the bread in the morning, and only, and then he mentions about the meat in the evening. Because, and we said seemingly this is not the order of what happens, Says the Rebbe, this is really in the order of what the Pasuk is saying and the reason for what's happening. The, again, the Pasuk says the words, Bishmoya Hashem, when, that Hashem has heard. What did we say it's referring to? The fact that Hashem had accepted what they're asking for, the bread. That's the reason for the Lechem Baboiker. 
then the Pasuk says that you're complaining against them. That's going to be the reason for the Bosor Ba'erev. So therefore, when we look at what the Pasuk is saying as far as Hashem listening to the Yidin, in other words, the reason what's going to cause the, the bread and the meat, really in the, in the order of the Pasuk, the Pasuk is actually saying the other way around. The Pasuk is really referring to the bread first by saying Bishmoya Hashem first, and then Asheratim Alinim Alav, which is referring to the meat. Says the Rebbe, so by Rashi putting this order, he's trying to make, he's trying to clarify that when he says, when Rashi says, the why did Hashem see to give them the bread in the morning? It's not a question that Rashi is asking. Rashi is suddenly surprised. Why is Hashem giving it to them in the morning? Because Rashi answered this question already in the previous Pasuk. Rather, this Mara is almost as if it's a Pasuk, as if it's part of the wording of the Pasuk, as if the Pasuk itself is clarifying. Meaning, after the Pasuk says, Beseis Hashem, that Hashem is going to give you meat in the evening. He's going to give you bread in the morning. So the question within the Pasuk is almost as if. So if that's the case, why is the bread coming in the morning and the meat in the evening, in the evening meaning to say, if Hashem is going to listen to the complaints of the Yidin, that the bread is just finished, and that's why he's saying he's going to be giving the money, he's going to be giving the bread. In fact, there is not even mentioned the fact of Basar. So why isn't Hashem giving the bread right away? Why is he waiting till the morning? Why is he, umara? that's what Rashi is saying, the Pasuk is almost as if saying, so why is the bread waiting till the morning? Especially that the reason for both seems to be the same. The meat and the bread should come together. Why aren't they coming together? So the Pasuk is going to explain, the Pasuk says, you know why? Because, because again, as we said before, Rashi is saying that the request for bread was something, an appropriate request. Hashem has accepted that. Hashem has heard that. And therefore, He's going to wait till the morning to give you the bread when it's at an appropriate time. Whereas, as we said, but the meat it was just coming in an inappropriate way. It was coming in a way that they're complaining and getting other people to complain. Therefore, it was given in a bothersome time. Says the Rebbe Yenu Shaltoira, that's hinted in this Rashi. The difference between lechem and basar, the meat and the, the bread and the meat, and in this case the meat was the slav, the pnimius, is that lechem generally refers to nigla de toira. And slav, often translated as quail, but slav, which is a type of bird, very, very fatty, represents the idea. As opposed to lechem, it represents shemen, it represents oil. The Shemen of Torah, which is Pnimiyas HaToyra. And within that itself, Rosinder, Rosinder, I said the secrets of the secrets of the Torah. And when we speak about fatty meat, Shemen within Basar, what that would mean is that the secrets of the Torah are coming down in a way where you could actually eat it like meat, meaning to say that the secrets of the Torah are coming in a way of Avon, of Asaga, of full understanding. In other words, that you have a Gishmak in it, it has a taste, flavor, and so on. Now, we just said that the slav would represent Pnimiyas HaToyed as opposed to the lechem, the mon. Says the Rebbe, even though the mon, because it's lechem and Hashemayim, is also a hint of Pnimiyas However, there is a difference between the mon and the slav. The mon, the fact is that it came down as bread, which bread is usually, as we said, nigla de toira. That means it's the level of Pnimiyas HaToyed, the way it's still clothed within Pnimiyas. The level of Pnimiyas HaToyed, the way it's clothed within nigla de toira. Whereas love, which even as it comes down, it comes down in an open and a revealed way, 
representing the idea of oily, fatty food. As we said before, the slav was very fatty. That re- represents the Pnimi Yisa on its own. In other words, not the way it's part of Nigla the Torah. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the differences between the Mon and the Slav. The Mon, even though, as, even as it came down, down here, it remains in its very essence something very spiritual, something that's not connected with time and space. And that's why, as we know, with, with time and limit, with, sorry, with space and limitation. And that's why, as we know, that the Pasuk says if a person took more mon or less mon, he always ended up with the same amount. In other words, that there's no limitation over here. Nevertheless, there was still a certain measure how much each person gets. In other words, what we see over here, there's still a certain element of gvul. On the other hand, by the slav, we don't find any measure at all how much each person was able to take. What does this represent? That is, that nigla detoyed has more of a limitation. And therefore, also the level of pnimiyisa toyda, which is clothed in the nigla, also has a certain limitation. That's like the mon. However, the pnimiyisa toyda, as it comes for itself, that represents the complete bleakvul within toyda. That's number one. Number two. The Zoya tells us that the hashpa of mon, in other words, the way the mon came down up above, happened on Shabbos. In other words, down here it didn't come on Shabbos, but the Baruchah Lamaila was specifically on Shabbos. And this is also why Shabbos has a special connection to the union of Pnimi Yisatoira. Shabbos is connected to this idea. But that's only up above the Hamshacha was on Shabbos. But down below, of course, we know that the bread, the mon, only came down during the weekday. On the other hand, the Slav, the the, the Coming down of the slav, slav actually started down here, Lamato, according to Rashi, it actually started on Shabbos. Furthermore, it started Shabbos, Beinar, Bayim in the afternoon, the time of Raiva the Raivin, which within Shabbos itself is a, is a part of Shabbos that's specifically connected to the Indian of Pnimi Yisatayra. So now that we establish that slav is more connected to the Nigla de Torah, or the Pnimi Yisatayra, the way it's within Nigla, and Slot, that's the Mon, and the Slav, is more to pure Pnimi Yisatayra. Says that Eben, now let's understand the Rashi, that the bread was asked, let's say that that was a necessity, and an appropriate way, a person cannot manage without bread, because Nigla de Torah, which teaches us practically how we should behave, without that you can't manage. And since Nigla de Torah, in order for Nigla de Torah to be proper, you need to have Pnimi Yisatayra as well, so therefore, they had the, the man min hashamayim, lechem min hashamayim. Again, that's the nigla, but permeated also with a certain element of pnimiyas ha But requesting bosor, which again would represent pure pnimiyas ha was inappropriate. And for the two reasons Rashi says, number one is because harbei behemois hoyulam, they had lots of animals. Which means that according to Rashi, what they were asking was actually for meat of animals, because that's what we're saying, they had lots of animals. The meat of animals, of cattle, represents something that's really very, very lowly and materialistic. It's not really a keli for the shemen, for the oil, for the bitul of Torah. And, and in regarding Torah, what that would mean is that the Yidin were trying to take Pnimi Yisat into a level of, of understanding of the Nefesh Bahamas, bringing it down all the way down into the Nefesh Bahamas in an area where you wouldn't even feel anymore the godliness of the understanding of, of the Pnimi Yisat and this is in fact why they were given not meat of animals, they were given slav, which is a bird, 
because the meat of a bird is considered not so materialistic as animal, as beef. And therefore it is more of a keli to the shemen level of Torah. The Rebbe explains that within our own nefesh, the bird, the slav, would represent more the idea of the nefesh alikis coming down to the nefesh hasichlis, to the intellectual soul, as opposed to the nefesh abahamis. So the slav would represent pedimi yisatayra coming down, the understanding of the nefesh alikis coming down through that, also into the nefesh hasichlis. Then Rashi says another point. They were also able to manage without meat. Who is they? These hidden being before Matan Torah, there was no necessity yet to reveal this very, very deep hidden secrets and treasures. In other words, the understanding of Pnimi Yisra Furthermore, since this is the, before the time of the Bittul Akzayda between El Yoinim and Tachtoinim, so at that point, there wasn't able really to be this connection between the Elyon and the Tachtin. In other words, that Pnimi Yisra this highest level within Torah, should be able to come down as it is, within Hasaga, within understanding, and especially of the Nefesh Abahamis, the ultimate Tachtin. And therefore, the Slav was given, not with Hashem's shining and happy, smiling face, meaning to say that the Pnimi of Lamailo was not really able to shine into the Slav. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we would understand that the Indian of Slav, in other words, bringing down Shemen of Torah in Basar, at that point, that would have represented a certain descent, a certain Indian of a Yerida. Whereas after Matan Torah, especially after the Gili of the Arizal, and that he told us, that Mitzvah, and more specifically after the Gili of Torah Sachsidus, and specifically Torah Sachsidus Chabad, so now the secrets of the Torah were given in a way that every single person should be able to understand it with the Chabad of his Nefesh. Now the Rebbe says, this explanation that they were able to manage without meat is because it was before Matan Torah, so they were able to manage without this level of Pnimiyas HaTorah. That's according to the opinion that the Slav that we're speaking about an hour Parsha was only for a short amount of time, only the time before Matan Torah. For a few weeks before Matan Torah, that's when it was. But the truth of the matter is that Rashi does not make any difference between the Mun and the Slav telling us that the slav that they got in the evening and the meat and the bread in the morning, that was only for three weeks. Whereas the man lasted for 40 years. So from Rashi it actually sounds, in his Purish on the Torah, that he's of the opinion that there was only the difference between the time of when it was given evening or morning, but that the slav also continued to be throughout the whole time when the man existed. And the truth of the matter is, this is the way most opinions actually learn. So what would it mean now, this idea that they could have managed without Basar, according to these opinions, if we're even speaking about after Matan Torah? Says the Rebbe, now the Rebbe says another pshat. Says the Rebbe, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, Chassidus explains that his level was seeing godliness. And when he says, this is in Parshas Ba'aloyz, he says, may ayin li Basar, where am I supposed to have meat from? Is because he was higher than the whole darga of meat. This is true also regarding the Doir Hamidbar, the Doir Deir, the Doir of Moshe. That is, they had a level called Re'iyo and Elikus, seeing godliness. They were surrounded by the clouds of glory. They were the Doir of Midbar, which Chassidus explains they're on the level of Machshava, of thought. So by them, the idea of Basar, the, even the Basar of Slav, 
which would represent understanding a likus, using logic and intellect for a likus, this is in fact a Yerida, this is a descent because they're on a higher level. They're on the level of Re'iyah and Elikus. And this is also why we say that the Slav was given in a, in, a, in a time that's inconvenient, in a time of bother, because compared to the level of seeing godliness, so to bring that down into Hasaga, starting to think about it through logic and so on, that's already Indian of Tircha of bother. As opposed to our later generations, especially these most recent generations of Ikvas of the Meshicha. Then the question and requesting Bosa, requesting this Gili of Pnimi Yisatayit is of course appropriate. And Adar Abba, that specifically through Yafutsu Maynisecha Chutza, the wellsprings of Taita, this is what brings Mashiach and Belashan of the Raya Mehemna, that Baha'i Chibura Dilach with this Chibur of yours, of Rabshim ben Yechoi, the Sefer Azoyer, through this the Yidna are going to go out of Golos, Berachmi with compassion.